0: Well, welcome back to Face to Face. Thanks for joining us for another interview and another Hot Docs interview, a film by the name of Theatre of Violence. Hope you're going to get down to Hot Docs to check it out, hotdocs.ca. Uh, look them up online. And I had the uh, the pleasure of uh, chatting with Emil Langbal and Lucas Kanapa. their new film called Theatre of Violence, and it's a incredibly uh, moving uh, film and incredibly compelling film. It's a story of a Ugandan, uh, Dominic Ongwen. He was the first, uh, or is the first former child soldier ever to be indicted by the ICC, the International Criminal Court in The Hague for uh, war crimes. And Ongwen was abducted at the age of nine by Joseph Kony. Some of you may remember the Lord's Resistance Army. They are still a thing. And um, I mean, we're talking about, Forced detention and brainwashed, and uh, you know, to 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 perpetrate these these violent crimes that Dominic's ultimately charged with, and it's it raises some deep deep questions about a lot of things. This isn't just a philosophical film. This isn't just a you know uh, a legal uh, piece, an exercise. You know, academically, this really does have um, many questions and many insights for us all we talk about that you know the argument of nature versus nurture and 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 what does oppression actually look like in in a in a, in a community context in a family context maybe in a well and also in a governmental uh, context as as well um, we, we, we talk about uh, restorative justice and about context and about so many assumptions that are made about about African and in this case Ugandan and in, in even northern Ugandan culture, and what are the what are what are the implications of that? What 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 where do we wind up when we make these global assumptions about other people and other cultures? And instead of saying, "Hang on a second here," we need to step back and we need to listen a little more closely. We need to ask uh, some better questions, and and then maybe uh, you know make an assessment of one kind or another. All the while, hopefully building relationship along the way. We talk about Christianity's role in this conversation conflict and we talk about what it, you know what amnesty actually means and radicalization and and and, and this whole notion of how retributive uh, judgment is really and punishment is really not working. Fascinating film, fascinating conversation. Just absolutely thrilled to have Emil and Lucas on the show on Face to Face here um, mm-hmm. celebrating their film Theater of Violence. It is the, I believe, the North American premiere of the film in the special presentation section at Hot Docs. So look for it as well. Post Hot Docs online and uh, search for it. And hopefully you'll be seeing it on a um, video on demand platform in the not so distant future. Don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my writing and my speaking. You can get a copy of Real Changes Incremental there and, and if you're listening uh, to, to the podcast on YouTube or on your favorite uh, channel, please subscribe to the channel or to, to, to face-to-face on the channel or on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. Please leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. So if you head to my site davidpecklive.com or face-to-face live.ca, it'll bring you to the same place and you'll be able to access lots of information about what I'm up to, but also more importantly, The conversations that I've been publishing over the last wow, it's coming up on ten years. Can you believe that? That's just crazy talk. Over six hundred published interviews online and many more on YouTube. You can find them many places, but mostly it's at FaceToFaceLive.ca, and that'll get you to your player of choice. Please leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks again for your support and for listening. But stay tuned uh, for uh, my conversation with Emil Langbal and Lucas Canapa talking about. Their new film theater of violence well welcome to face to face and welcome to hot docs 2023 we are joined by two very special guests here today we have emil Langbal and uh, lucas konapa here with us to talk about uh, their new film their uh, difficult compelling and and beautiful new film theater of violence thank you to you both for joining us here today on the show
2: thanks for thank you for us. having us
0: yeah, it really is. Always, uh, I always take it as a real privilege. You know, I I love, as my listeners know, uh, I love a good conversation, even if it's not being recorded. And you know, the beauty of putting these things down and on record is that uh, I hope people can go back to them and uh, and 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 peel back layers. And it seems to me, uh, it's a different kind of storytelling having a great conversation. And thank you for for a great film. I mean, congratulations on the film. Uh, it it really is brilliant and uh, very very challenging in so many ways and uh, jury prize grand jury prize winner at movies that matter so congratulations on that as well thank you so thank thanks again for for joining me today I wonder if uh, one of you could just sort of Emil or Lucas step in and and just give us a little bit of an overview we'll try not to you know spoil I suppose the film in a sense but a lot of this is history that's been going on for many many years. Can you, one of you, um, Emil, give us an overview uh, of theater of violence as we step into this conversation.
2: So the film is about a trial um, in the International Criminal Court in The Hague. Uh, and the guy on trial is this former child soldier called Dominic Anquin. He was nine years old when he was kidnapped in the northern Uganda uh, and uh, indoctrinated and turned into a, a soldier. And now many years later he's in his forties and he is uh, tried at the at the court for, for the crime the same crimes that was that were committed against himself, basically. So it's about many questions, but the, the I guess one of the big questions that, that we are asking is is he a victim or a perpetrator or both? And how do we deal with a, a man like Dominic Unclein?
0: Well, and the thing—the thing—it seems to me too, uh, Emil, is that that this is this is so not just a one-off. I mean, history has shown us that this is, you know, you have the Khmer Rouge in Cambodia, you have uh, Rwanda. There's just there's so many uh, pieces of our very recent history where I guess lessons learned from from a trial like this, from a film like this. Uh, uh, are just kind of lurking there on the surface, but also as you as you go a little deeper. Um, Lucas, I mean, when you guys stepped into this story, into this uh, you know, may- maybe you didn't even know if there was a film there when you started, but what what were some of the questions you were asking when you stepped in when you first started uh, principal photography?
1: we We got interested in this project when we read about the beginning of the trial. And uh, both Emile and I, we, we went to Uganda before uh, with other projects. So we heard about the story of the LRA and we heard about Dominic Ongwen. And when the trial, trial uh, started, we knew that actually we have a film because it was like a perfect structure to delve into all these issues we were interested in. And one of the questions that was fascinating to us is this uh, nurture versus nature question because Dominic was only nine years old when he was abducted. And we know that he became one of the commanders of the same army that abducted him. So we were interested in this transition from this innocent boy. uh, Like, do we have moral compass? How does this uh, evil is born in someone? So these were issues that were uh, interest, interesting for us. But other than that, of course, the main issue, how to do justice in this situation, how to bring justice to Dominic Ongwen, who was himself a victim, and how to bring justice to all those victims he, he hurt. And uh, that these were the main main areas that we were trying to explore.
0: I, th- I think, you know, for, for me, my background academically is, uh, is film and philosophy, and so I've spent years asking some of these sort of existential questions about, you know, when, what, is, what is a person, what makes a human being, when do, when do we actually start being, you know, as the existentialists, the French and the German existentialists teach us, when, when, do, when do we start uh, being responsible you know, for for the decisions we make, and and Dominic in this case, I wonder, Emil, if you can give our listeners a little bit of context too. His his we meet Joseph Coney's wife and 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 at least his two two daughters, and which is just mind-boggling footage that you were able to access. Some of not only some of these people, but 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 getting access to the ICC and the and the trials themselves. But Emil, can you help our listeners understand a little bit more about the context of the LRA? Uganda's been a, a, a difficult, unsettled place for many years. Can can you talk a little bit about that as well?
2: So the, the LIA came came about as a, as a response uh, to to the oppression of the uh, of, by uh, the, the the current um, pra- uh, um, president of Uganda, Joe Museveni, and uh, and he was oppressing the Acholi people. And, uh, and 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 they formed um, this uh, this guerrilla army uh, to fight back, but then it turned out into this. You can call it a, a Christian cult mixed with like spiritualism and and uh, other ideas, and uh, and so it went from like you can call it a legitimate like rebellion into like something more like uh, mystic and 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 cult- cultic, and. Uh, in fact the, it, it, still, it still exists Joseph Kony he is still free roaming around somewhere like in the bush either in Central African Republic or Sudan or Congo nobody really knows where he is but uh, but he's still free but he only has I think about 100 people with him at the moment and they're not fighting uh, in Uganda anymore um, the, the president uh, the, the, the government and the president army uh, kind of uh, uh, made a great effort to uh, to to to, uh, to remove them from from the scene in Uganda and they're not really a threat to 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 the northern Uganda anymore.
1: I can just add that uh, Connie's still there and also the the president of Uganda is the same person for the last 37 years, so the actors haven't changed.
0: 30 37 years, and I think I I, I love how you in the film you really do raise a lot of questions you brilliantly raise so many questions about oppression and i love emile that you use that word we're talking about colonialism we're talking about the division of of, Acre, uh, of africa back in the the late 18th and 19th century and when you know what are some of the bigger implications but you also you don't ever really point the finger at the government but we certainly have some local uh, people uh, ugandans who are saying hang on a minute here the crimes committed by Kony and his, uh, um, you know, um, members, his military, his militia, whatever you call it, are very similar to some of the crimes that some of the government uh, troops uh, have been committing over the past many, many years under the guise of—I don't know what it would be under the guise of—but but some sort of moral authority. Lucas, does that
1: sound right to you? Um, In our film, it was important for us to bring uh, context to this conflict in northern Uganda, because it's very often that conflicts in parts of the world that we don't know about are very simplified, and they are shown as this irrational uh, fights. Uh, But people are rational, and this conflict has a very deep background that uh, started actually maybe in colonial times, when one ethnic group was uh, pitted against another one and that w- happened in uganda where british authorities chose Acholi people to serve in their army and this army was used to uh, fight other ethnic groups uh, within the border of protectorate of uganda and also what emil said lra also started as a rebellion like a self-defense rebellion of of people in the north uh only after a while, it transformed into this cult. But but we, it was important for us to to show things in the context, in a more deeper context. Here's, and it seems a...
2: convenient also that you know that you know I think this whole cult uh, um, uh, image has been used by the government in in Western media to, to paint the LRA as, as as this crazy army of crazy people, when in fact you know. It's an army of oppressed and and, and poor and uh, struggling people who uh, who had no other person to turn to, and the international community were not giving any aid or help, uh, stepping in or helping. You know, it was a huge um, human uh, catastrophe uh, with all these camps. There were yeah, the actually people were interned in camps by the government. Uh, under horrible conditions and many more people died from that than, than that they were killed by the LRE. The, the, the,
0: the, the, lawyer, Ayena, who's a, a fascinating uh, character uh, in his own right, I think a film could be made about him and, and his story, quite, quite a, quite a wonderful guy in his own, own respect, it seems to me, but, but he says at least two times, maybe three times in the film. And it seems to me to be an undertone, you know, Western people, and I think he probably even maybe said white people, need to see Africa, need to see Uganda. And then he gets even more specific. They need to see northern Uganda in a new light, in a new way, in a new perspective. And would would you say that that the film maybe started out as as this historical document and narrative about a trial and so on, but it became much bigger than that, Lucas. Does that make sense? Like so so it's not you know you guys don't attack colonialism. You really don't in this film, and I it's understated, but it's there
1: and it's a question that has to be asked. Um the film has a couple of layers and there is this political and more current layer, but Emile and I were always interested in this deeper. More universal or philosophical layer uh, that that you can talk about when you talk about this trial. So that was always uh, there uh, for us.
2: Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
0: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. The, the, the metaphysical aspects of this
1: case. He even said that, I think, in his closing remarks, does he not? We wanted, our film serves, in a way, as a platform for many different voices. So, Ayena uh, speaks about this lack of understanding in the West, but also we give platform to other uh, characters like this Rosalba Oiwa who is this human rights activist, and she talks about uh, restorative justice, it it was for us just really important to 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 put these voices in our film uh, because they were not uh, heard before, and for most of these people, it was really important to speak speak up. Sure, sure. Uh, Emil, maybe I don't know if you want
0: to go here or not, but uh, I'm I'm interested to know a little bit about your religious background. Your, your did, did did that have or or not did that have an impact on how the maybe the lens that you were wearing, you know, as you, as you directed, as you edited, as you shot footage, because I mean, we've got the scripture out of the gate, the old Testament scripture, we have it, the spiritualistic narrative. There's an occultic narrative. It's fascinating how, uh, and there's a lot of questions embedded here, Emil, but it's fascinating to me when you get to is Jackson, his name, Coney spiritual advisor, I just, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, it's just—it's unbelievable the words coming out of his mouth—and I'll leave that as a, as a—I hope a catalyst for people to go to see the film. By the way, it's not premiering, but it's going to be at Hot Docs here in Toronto, and uh, you need to see this film. And, and down the road, I hope you guys get a very wide distribution on this film. But Emil, anyway, there was there was about six or seven questions I think embedded. Yeah, in, but uh, pick one. I got it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I—I I think from the outside, it was it was crucial for for Lucas and I to. To, to include uh, um, uh, Christianity's role in this whole conflict um, especially seen in the light of you know I think that everywhere where there's oppression there's like uh, how do you say um, uh, ground for radicalization whether and and people can take whichever religion they want and use it Absolutely. to their uh, purpose so i don't view it as any different than people taking you know the the quran and you know and taking you know like salafists who who look at very like uh, uh look at it f- from the letter you know uh, and 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 take it and bring it and living into their life uh, like one-to-one in a way it's the same as a jackson who uses ezekiel to like his his as uh, his you know um Justification. Gui- his guide or to justify all his actions and, well, I felt that and Emil, was...
0: and and Emil, he says the line, the quote was, I wrote it down. I had to pause the film because that's how God works. Exactly. Are you kidding me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and I think it's a good example of how you can you know you can take any scripture you know and turn it into your own propaganda and use it you know like to uh, indoctrinate uh, people um and uh, to make them uh, do what you want and 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 I think. That was the strength of Joseph Coney, and he managed to 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 lure a lot of people into this this realm of
0: his. Clear, clearly, uh, clearly, uh, I don't I don't even like to use the word charismatic, but but clearly there was an appeal there and when you have that rebellious sort of pushback that undertone that political narrative there it, it kind of makes sense when you're dealing with a people who uh, any kind of group it seems to me that are oppressed they're looking it's they're looking for a way out and and mm. and as any uh, the incremental changes that must have occurred for a man like dominic to get mm. where he was it it is fascinating to me uh it really is on so many levels lucas do you feel That you have a sense you know i love to that you bring up restorative justice in the film uh and that that's coming from a ugandan perspective but do you have a sense does this does this make you more cynical about human nature or do you say you know what there is hope you know maybe dominic uh, is going to see the light in a sense maybe maybe we can get uh, i don't know maybe we can piece this together in a new way
1: Uh, i am actually quite optimistic because dominic actually it's there are only two people from this whole conflict that are facing trial and dominic is one of these two Uh, but thousands and thousands of these former child soldiers they 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 got amnesty and they don't have to face justice because the scale of atrocities was so big that it was impossible to trial everybody so the government of uganda started this program clemency program uh and they went back to their villages of course they experienced many problems and traumas there are there are social problems but somehow things are moving forward uh so i i am quite optimistic it's, that it's possible but i think this uh, rest, restorative justice was some was a chance that was missed uh i think like many people would like to see something like maybe a uh, Truth and Reconciliation Committee like in South Africa, like this haven't it hadn't happened in Northern See, Uganda.
0: Well, there, there was certainly an attempt of it in, in Rwanda. And uh, uh, I re- I remember uh, working in, in country in Rwanda in a, a Rohingya province and being in a community where I was talking to a woman through a translator and surrounded by mostly men and her husband had been killed by somebody in their community. And this community was designed for people to supposedly work together towards restoring, you know, this, this idea of, of, I guess, family and relationships and so on. Um, uh, Emil, how about you? I mean, do you have a better sense of what, of what justice really means in a situation like this? I mean, it's just, it really is mind boggling. You, you start to hear that, what was it? 80 crimes that he was charged with. And, and you just, how, how, how does a human being get there? You know?
2: I mean, I, I must say like making this film is, has probably confused me even more. Or, you know, like because, <laughs>
0: Sorry, <laughs> but, that's no, I don't no. mean to laugh, but I, I I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of that.
2: I think there are so many complexities and uh, so many areas to take into consideration when you talk about justice, and and also because there are like these very different perception of justice. You know, I think in the West we we have this idea of retribution to kind of punish that, but I think most of us know that it doesn't work so uh i i think that making the film has opened my eyes to this ugandan approach where it's based on forgiveness and uh yeah reconciliation and i really hope that people when they watch the film that they will think about these ideas and that it will maybe broaden their horizon and uh, and that we can start to discuss you know how we will in- implement justice and maybe look at new ways of doing it
0: well I, I i love that and i think it makes so much sense and i'm so glad again you added that restorative component in i think at the at the root of of many religions incredibly violent right this this old i'm going to say i'm going to call it this old testament kind of punitive notion even even the idea what, what's the 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 theological word, the eschatology is rooted around the day of judgment right it's coming your hands are going to be cut off too you know and 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 i i hope that this story this film gets people in those positions asking questions about the story the narrative maybe we need to look at this in a new way and and i and i think that's ab- absolutely brilliant lucas did you get a sense that dominic i was looking for the line here i think i found it he said at the near the beginning of the film when the when the judge is asking him you know to make a statement and he started to try to tell his story which I, I my heart went out to him at that point but but he said i think i deny all charges did you get a sense from him at all as you edited as you filmed and so on that there was a sense of um
1: repentance there is that the right word um i'm not sure it's uh, it's something that i think uh, Dominic has to face uh, deeply in his uh, in his heart, in his mind, I think it's also changing for him, judging by how he relates to the charges, uh, because he apologised for causing uh, pain. Uh, but I think he really feels also deeply hurt and betrayed, because he sees himself as a victim who didn't get help uh and uh, he surrendered and was transported to the ICC. And I think that's not the result uh, he expected. So I think there is also a lot of disappointment and bitterness.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's probably a very fair response. I mean, how could you not expect otherwise in a sense? And, and he must, he must, as he hears some of this, the line of him saying, I remember, I remember, I remember, what little I know about trauma and PTSD is that sometimes memory is recollection is pushed out right and so that's that's a fascinating question as well
1: i I can also add that like on a human level if you think about uh someone like dominic who for five years almost every day uh you know was sitting in the courtroom and many different people were talking about him uh and you do it day by day and month by month must be like a huge burden to carry
0: Oh, and, and even hearing stuff that you would probably want to stand up and say, I didn't do that, that wasn't me, I don't remember that, etc. Right? But
1: also it's important for us to, you know, we are talking about what he what he has been accused. It's very important for us not to try to minimize his guilt. You know, we are very clear about all the horrible things. And I think his tragedy is even uh, bigger because of that, because you can see how who, who he became.
0: Well, and, and, and obviously we want to think about how do we avoid this in the future? How do other countries, how do other uh, uh, political parties avoid these kinds of things? And yet we see very similar things going on in the world today, Syria and the Middle East, and we've got the Ukrainian war and so on. Um, horrifying things are happening. Um, and I know we have to wrap up here in a couple of minutes, which which is unfortunate. I'm hoping we get a, maybe another opportunity to chat. But, but Emil, do you think the ICC... Is broken. I mean, it certainly seems like they're trying one person. Is this, I mean, clearly this is some kind of metaphor, but was that a hope of yours that coming out of this film, people would be asking some bigger questions about what does it actually mean to try someone internationally?
2: Yeah, I I guess again, we're trying to raise some questions, and I think it's up to the audience to 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 make their own conclusions. But of course. Uh, at least for me when working on the film, uh, I, we, it was like peeling an onion and and layer upon layer uh, was kind of revealing itself and uh, and I think like this kind of uh, limit of the ICC uh, it's uh, it is very limited in many ways because they they cannot really investigate crimes and investigate setting precedents in in mm-hmm. practical terms. Uh, and it makes it makes it pretty unfair seen from like, the, for instance, the Ugandan pr- perspective. And also when you go to the ICC website, most of the ongoing situations, as they call them, the ongoing cases, they are set in Africa. And it raises the question, like, why not Bush or Blair or all the some of the like uh, the Western uh, leaders that have been accused of, of similar crimes? Um, it definitely uh, open up. A, a Pandora's box for me, and uh, and it's some of those questions that we would really like to uh, for the audience to uh, to reflect on.
0: Yeah, and I think well, and I think most audiences will. I mean, I can't help but get away from the image of the, and I'd, maybe it's more than three. I couldn't quite figure out how that was that the ICC those proceedings were working, but you had at least those three older white men in their robes, sort of looking. Down over the proceedings, and it's the, the 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 strength of that metaphor is is certainly not not lost on me. We've got to wrap just in a minute or two. Lucas, uh, uh, do you, do you, do you see coming back to this story for a part two for a follow up? Could that be a possibility?
1: I know that um, the ICC is seriously trying to find and arrest Connie. Maybe that's part two. <laughs> maybe maybe that's part two. Well, listen, I what a pleasure meeting you both.
0: Thank you so much. Are you going to be in Toronto? Or are you Likewise. coming to the city? I will be in Toronto. Uh, fantastic. I, I just well, became
2: a dad, uh, so uh, I'm going to stay Well, here you better stay home. home. You yeah. have
0: some responsibilities there. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and that's a that's a wonderful time w- what a brilliant film thank you so much for telling this story uh, for taking the risk uh, to, to to put it out there emil uh, langball and thank lucas panapa here talking about their new film theater of violence it's going to be at hot Docs. it's the grand jury prize winner at movies that matter thank you to you both for your your authenticity and your openness today here and and joining me on face to face thank,
2: thank you. you so Bye. much
0: well, there you have it, my conversation with Emile Langval and Lucas Kanapa, talking about their film, uh, Theatre of Violence, compelling, important, and moving film, uh, touching on so many different issues, and probably, uh, from my perspective, the most important one, uh, restorative justice. This, what, what does it actually mean? What does it mean in different cultures? And this idea, once again, of us leaning in a little closer and listening. Listening with, you know, mind, body, and soul, and not just sitting on the edge of our seat waiting to provide some sort of, uh, you know, a solution. This film really is about understanding context and and stepping in. It's about so many other things. Thank you, Emil. Thank you, Lucas, for joining me here on Face to Face today. Don't forget, you can see this film at hotdocs, hotdocs.ca. Uh, check it out. Hopefully, if, you've, uh, if you're listening post-Hot Docs, you'll have an opportunity to see it uh, either at another festival or on a video-on-demand platform in the not-so-distant future, so stay tuned for that. And more info about what I do, davidpecklive.com, live.ca. You can get access to a whole slew of uh, many many conversations they're also available on youtube but wherever you listen please do subscribe uh, to face to face we'd appreciate that uh, subscribe on youtube if you're listening slash watching leave us a thumbs up and more importantly We'd love a review. Please leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, It it all helps. It it drives traffic, and it really is remarkable how um, things can change when people start to pay attention. Thank you so much for listening and for joining us here on the show. Uh, The conversation is coming right up. My name's David Peck, and you're listening to Face to Face.